Hello, lovers. Welcome to today's episode of the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast. This past week, many of us have been getting back into the swing of things with our routines after some lazy summer days. And for some of us, meal planning and meal prepping may be something you need a little bit of help with. So much is going on in our days, and the last thing we want to be doing is stressing over what we should be eating. So that's why I'm thrilled to be able to offer monthly meal plans over on my site, Nutrition Nuptials. Choose from a 28-day kickoff plan, anti-inflammatory, plant-based vegan, and coming later this month, there are going to be plans that are incorporating Wild Tree make-ahead meals into the plans. Get a free meal plan now over at Nutrition Nuptials and click on the Meal Plans tab. And now on with the show. It's the Nutrition Nuptials podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast, where we help couples go from a me to a we with their eating, fitness, and overall lifestyle. I'm your host, Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian who hates diets, and I am joined by the best husband and co-host in the world, Taco. What's up? Taco, how has it been going? Been going good. Uh, I don't know what you want me to comment on specifically, but things are going well. All right. Sounds like it's uh, all good in Taco's hood over there. Well, today we have another double date episode. We are chatting with fellow registered dietitian and podcast host Liz Weiss and her husband, Tim. You hear Tim make the occasional cameo on Liz's show, but they're opening up and sharing some hilarious stories with us today about how they met, overcame Tim's bachelor eating habits, raising healthy eating, um, eating kids, and adjusting to life as empty nesters. To share a little on today's guest, Liz Weiss is a registered dietitian and host of the Liz's Healthy Table podcast and blog. You can find her at Liz'sHealthyTable.com. She joins us today with her husband, Tim Carruthers. Tim is a VP of engineering at a computer company near Boston. Liz's big question of the day was, why is Taco, in fact, called Taco? It's a big question everybody has. It's the first thing everybody wants to know when they hear that your name is, in fact, Taco. Well, you know, where my nickname is, in fact, Taco. But yes, it is the first question, like, why is your nickname Taco? And there's so many theories out there. There, there are theories, uh, you know, that do you really like tacos a lot? Um, you know, things, things of that nature. All right, well... We're going to keep you in suspense for a little bit longer, so stay tuned to the end of today's show to find out how you can be part of Taco's Big Reveal. Hi, Liz and Tim. How are you guys doing tonight? We are good. How are you? We are doing just great. Awesome. Well, so excited to have you on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Taco Taco is also excited. You can be more excited, Taco. Come on. (laughs) Excuse me. Nice to meet you guys. It's lovely to meet you. So right now we have no video, so it's kind of awkward. We're just kind of talking to some blank screens. So it's like a it's like a conference call. Well, you know, we had some Skype issues. I'm a podcaster, but for some reason, my Skype was AWOL today. So right now we see you. You don't see us, but that's okay. We we get the gist. Hopefully you will, too. I was going to say, I feel doubly bad. I am a technologist. I'm in high tech. So if I had known, I would have ensured that we had a a camera running for you guys. I apologize for that. No worries. Not a worries. All right. Well, we're really excited. We have Liz Weiss and her husband, Tim Carruthers, on the show today. And Liz is a fellow registered dietitian and a fellow podcaster who right now has her Liz's Healthy Table podcast, but that's a newer venture. Prior to that, she was uh, part of the Meal Makeover Moms and Cooking with the Moms podcast. So Liz has been very much in the family world of nutrition and dietetics. And we know a lot about her experiences with her family and raising healthy eaters. But what we don't get to hear a lot about is Liz and her Liz as the wife and not the mom. So first thing I always ask my guests is, how did you two meet? Tell us more about the day you fell in love and tell us more. Wanna hear your love story, so tell us more. Give us more. 
That's a great story. Can I tell the, the full story? <laughs> it, 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 as long as I you like don't embellish it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I won't embellish. So <laughs> He makes things up. This, this <laughs> was almost 30 years ago now. And I was fairly recent to the U.S. And I'd done very well meeting beautiful American ladies, but I was struggling to meet American guys. But I finally met this group of guys that... I joined and, and one night we were going out to a, a great nightclub in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And a friend of a friend was there and said, oh, I've got some friends coming in from Atlanta. Liz was living in Atlanta. So there I was with my leather trousers. Your leather pants. Let me Whoa. translate. Pants. Yeah. And, and tank, tank top. top. A tank top. Not a good look. <laughs> wow. Not a good look. And, and not only that, <laughs> I think I'd showed up in a Trans Am. He was driving a Trans Am at the time. Wait, wait. wait you, were in, you were in Cambridge and not Jersey? I was going to say, you sound like a Guido. We got we to gotta oh, get I that would... look down to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, get you down the Jersey Shore here. And, and, and I will say that the white Trans Am was stolen multiple times to the point where the, the last time it was stolen, it was completely dismembered. And by the time they found it, there was what, just a little chassis yeah, or something? Yeah, the guy said that thing's going to have to go back on the assembly line. <laughs> there was nothing left. But anyway, the short story is we met the old-fashioned way. In a nightclub. Through mutual friends, right? Yes, mutual of course, friends. Yes. yes. The old-fashioned way. So you didn't look at pictures of each other and swipe left or right or anything no, like that? No, no profiles. Okay, let me just put something in perspective, you young folk. When Tim and I met, there was no such thing in my worldview as the World Wide Web. There, there, you know, oh, I, had, I had a computer... And I could do word process, you know, I could type documents on it, but there was really no such thing as the, the web. Although I was, when I met Tim, I was working at CNN in Atlanta and we, we had something called basis where we could communicate with each, with, with the bureaus. So like the Atlanta bureau could communicate with the New York bureau and the DC bureau, and we could get the AP and the UPI wire. So we always knew what stories were breaking and uh but that was it so there were and we had email the beginnings we, yeah. of email yeah we did yep so yeah it was like a whole another world none, none of the dating sites nothing like that <laughs> no way we, we met in the bar too so we always joke that like that that even all of that technology online dating for us is a foreign concept well we, and when did when we, did you guys meet we met. 2005. We, we met online. It was just. A, it was a le legitimate line. It was a physical line. A physical line of people. Of people <laughs> yes. at a bar. You went <laughs> online. Yeah. They met on, on a line. On, on a line. Yeah. I love that. So you were hanging out in a line mm. to get into a bar. <laughs> More or less. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds sounds legit to me. But. There were no leather pants or tank tops involved that night. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. if you were in leather pants and a tank top, we could have gotten things moving along a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Mandy was in the leather pants and the tank top, but right. not not top. Uh, yeah, I would have had no, no shot, no shot for me. No. You have to be honest, Liz. It was probably the was it the tank top or the leather pants that did it for you? Come on now. I think it was the white Trans Am. <laughs> oh, well, actually, you have to tell the story that she hated getting in that car. Well, well, after we started dating, we were up in, um, was it Vermont or New Hampshire? There was a snowstorm and Tim had this ridiculous Trans Am in a snowstorm. He bought sandbags and he put them in the back of the car to get weight on the back of the car. He then makes me climb into the trunk. Right. But it was like an open hatchback trunk kind of situation. And I became the dead weight in the back of the car <laughs> so we could survive the snowstorm. Which really didn't help because when you're dating a dietitian, that doesn't put a lot of extra weight in the back of the car. I was going to say, I don't think that was super helpful. It wasn't. You put my life on the line. Yeah. Okay. So, nice. you, so you meet this guy in this leather pants and tank top. He drives a white Trans Am. He shoves you in his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> At what point were you like, yes, this is the one? I am not quite sure. Although we, you know, I would say the fun times we had, we traveled a lot. We, I went to England with him a few times and, um, 
it was, you know, I had, I don't know, I had been to England maybe once, but we stayed with his mom and dad in their lovely, lovely little British cottage and we drank tea and it was just oh so quaint. And so we just started to kind of have all these little adventures, you know, after the Trans Am ordeal, it kind of, it, it was only uphill from there. Like, where are you going? Where do you go from there? Right. <laughs> You found your true Prince Charming. Prince Charming in not in your chariot, but your white Trans Am. I mean, they, they usually say a good test of a relationship is if you can handle a road trip together. So I guess if you can handle a road trip together and you're like hanging out in the hatchback, that just <laughs> totally passes the test. Yes, yeah. I think so. We're airing all of our, our dirty laundry. Mm. We haven't shared that story in a long time. It's a good story. It is. It is a good story. I tell my staff that sometimes. And you do? Like, oh, you kid. Yeah, it's a great. Well, when you know you're sort of like you're working at a new company or you've got a new team and you do all those, you know, those getting to know you kind of sessions, I, I normally top it with that story. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That That's a good two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> which, which of these is not correct? All right. I, I love that game. <laughs> all right. So, and I know, Liz, at the time you said you were living in Atlanta. So what... Um, I guess you came up to the Boston area because of love. Yes. And, you know, I wanted to come back to New England. Um, my parents are in New York. Well, they were in New York at the time. They're in Connecticut now. And so I just and I had lived in New England, so I wanted to come back up. And so I packed up and actually you came down. We packed up a U-Haul. Yeah. And then we drove that, that up. That was another big adventure. Yeah. So we went from the Trans Am to the U-Haul. Mm. And, although the Trans Am, I think, was gone by then. By, it had been stolen yeah, by then. The third time. The third time he didn't come it was back. In and multiple, the U- it, it was picked clean at yeah, that Multiple point. pieces in multiple yeah. multiple garages, right? So we, yeah. were, we were in the um, in the U-Haul. So we moved, you know, I moved up here. We lived in an apartment for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, then we had kids and got a house and, you know, did the whole suburbia thing. So Tim, what were your eating habits like prior to meeting Liz? Let's say it was limited. I, I, I was all guy. I, I could grill and I could do burgers and hot dogs and chicken and steak and I could toast bagels. (laughs) I was, you you could put slices of deli ham on bagels. Yeah. I had some real talents. And you could make pasta, which you call pasta. Yeah. You could make pasta. But then when you when you used to make pasta, he would make pasta. I don't know why you did this. He would drain it in the sink yeah. and then he would rinse it with cold water. Maybe that's what my mother why? told me. Why? No, it might have been hot water. I remember cold. <laughs> so somewhat limited. Not not a lot of greenery. Yeah. I was going to say, I hear a lot of meat. I hear a lot of carbs. Not so much mention of a fruit or a vegetable happening there. Not great on the fruit or vegetables. I will say I was great on dairy, though. Growing up in England, we love our dairy. So I had lots of cheeses, lots of milk, lots of yogurt. And, um, you know, I had very high fiber cereal every morning with my and I did put fresh fruit on the cereal. You did when you were a bachelor? Okay. And then, you know, I had a pretty good meal at lunch at the office, but, you know, the uh, the evening was always pretty random. Bagel. <clears throat> Often ended up at the bagel. The bagel, yeah. yes. And you do, he does like carbs. So the other day, yeah. we were traveling on the ferry out to Nantucket. We spend a lot of time on Nantucket, which is an island off of Massachusetts. And we're on the ferry, and you go to get your second breakfast of the day, because we got up really early to drive to the ferry. And he got a bagel and a big old muffin. I'm like, what is this? This is like you you go back every now and then to this big starch oh, well, thing. Honey, I was thinking of you. One of the one of the items was for me and the other oh, was for you. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like a huge bagel person. I was years ago, but not anymore. All right. So you you lived on your bagels and your pastas and your meats, and you meet this wonderful high profile dietitian. Mm. How did she get you to start incorporating more colorful things and maybe cutting back a little bit on some of the uh, more indulgent items that you tended to gravitate towards? Well, I think it started when we would go out to dinner and you would be making, quote, the healthy choice. Um, You started, I think it was just like osmosis, right? I kind of just followed your lead on things. I do remember... We had been dating a 
a year or so, and I was a jock, right? So I used to work out a lot. I've always been a, a fairly skinny guy. And uh, I got my cholesterol tested. I guess that was fairly early in the cholesterol testing. And I'd been, so and I always tr attributed this to Liz. After dating Liz for about a year or two, my cholesterol was down to like 119. That's really low. Yeah. Wait, <clears throat> you dated the dietitian for a year and your cholesterol went down? Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 never happened before. Well, you and I were dating when my cholesterol hit an all-time high. We weren't living together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, it's more than just the dating. It's it's the actual living together. So what happened to your cholesterol, Taco? Did it go down ultimately? Oh, yeah. But like Mandy likes to take all of the credit, but there was a lot more exercise. Uh, there was a lot. I, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, there was a lot less drinking going on. So uh -huh. there were multiple there were multiple factors. I mean, when you're not renting a shore house with, you know, eight to ten of your closest friends or whatever and mm -hmm. downing, you know, beers, at, beer after beer, uh, you know, that has a pretty, pretty big impact on uh, your cholesterol, too. So it is eating a salad at dinner every night. And, yep. um, well, we have the wine, but that that's that has some health benefits to it. But, yeah, so cholesterol went down on all our men's ends. So that that is a that's good. That's fantastic good. to hear. Mm. And what else happened? So we ate some vegetables. Well, and variety, probably just more variety. You know, when, when we go out to eat, I, well, I always love trying new things when I'm out at a restaurant. So a lot of times when we go out, I order something, he orders something, and then I'll have half of his, he has half of mine. So there's just, it's a lot of adventure. It's not just, you know, eating more veggies. Although I will say, you know, that's just what I do. I just love vegetables. I love salad. We eat very, I would say, well-balanced diet. So mm. he just, it was there. You know, if it's there and it's placed in front of you, the only thing you don't really love is cucumbers, but I see you eating them now. Yeah, I, I never used to like cucumbers, but now they don't seem to taste so bad. <laughs> Maybe because I'm buying yeah. the English cucumbers. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just like home. Right. Now, I, I do have a question that I, I was listening to one of your recent episodes, Liz, and I believe... Um, Tim has a nickname for you when you go out to eat and you're trying to pick out what you want to order. <laughs> oh, do you want me to tell him what yes. it is? Yeah, you're, you're the menu. You're the meal bully. Right? The menu bully. <laughs> the menu bully. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have this and you're going to have that. Yes, because I want to have a bite of, I want to try two things. Therefore, I will get one and Tim will get the other and then we will split them. Yeah. It always works but, out very well. Well, we do something similar, but it's more uh, a little bit more autonomous. It seems like you're uh, it seems like you're making the calls. Uh, Tim doesn't even need to look at the menu. Tim shouldn't even just open the menu. He'll, <laughs> he'll just tell me what I'm eating. It sometimes feels that way. He won't put up with it anymore, though. Yeah. Yeah. Those days that honeymoon ended. Those days are over. He's he will not allow me to bully him. Um, but I try to sway him. I'll say, really? You want that? What about such and such? So, right. but it works right. out. You like variety too. I, I like variety and I make quick decisions. And so I'll, I'll read through the menu and I'll say, that looks good. That looks good. And I guess I, the other thing is in the last seven or eight years, um, I stopped eating meat. So I'm now really a pescatarian. I will eat fish. So that actually makes choosing easier, right? Because there's less things on the menu to eat. So I'll make a quick decision, and I feel very good about that. Liz will probably labor over the menu for maybe <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes. And I then dwell. she starts telling me what I'm going to have. What should I get? I will say, years ago, my friend Michelle, as a, a gag gift, bought me this fork. And it was from a, a gag gift shop. And the fork opened and opened and opened and opened. And it was like this three-foot-long fork because I love tasting it, what everybody's got. And she's like, just open the fork up and then just right across, you know, with the other end of the table. If you're in a restaurant, just grab something off someone's plate. Why not? Mm. So if, you try, be if you try that with Mandy, she'll snatch your fingers off. I, I, oh, no. I like to share. I do not like when people just reach over and grab food off my plate. It absolutely bugs me out. I would never do it. But that was a joke. I would always ask first. <laughs> so not everyone Unless does. Well, French fry. Maybe somebody would grab a French fry. But other than that, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody somebody I used to date right before Taco, like the food would barely get onto the table. He's like reaching over and grabbing French fries off my plate. I'm like, I don't want your hands in my food. 
<laughs> it's a good thing you met Taco online. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know. That was a darn good line to be on that night. You guys met, you you got you got your your husband eating all healthy and then we have kids and you guys, you know, with Liz, I mean, I know that that's always been your biggest avenue is helping to raise healthy eaters. So talk a little bit about how you got your your kids on the same eating habits as as Tim. Well, you know, it was interesting because we have these neighbors, Diane and Gary, they have th- uh, four daughters. They're all grown now. But when we moved into the neighborhood, they had Kate as a baby and then the three daughters. And we would, they had sort of an, um, in the summer, like an, a porch and they used to always eat their meals. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So Tim would always look over there and it's like, they eat dinner together every night. Now I grew up eating family meals as did Tim. So we made this conscious decision that we, when we had kids, and they were old enough to eat, we would eat family meals every night if we could. And that's, we got in that habit and the habit stuck. And, you know, at the time I was writing cookbooks and I had a blog. And so I was always experimenting with a different recipe. So there was always something to try. Never a shortage of food in the house. That is the fringe benefit of being married to a dietitian who's a cookbook author. Yeah, and yeah. and and a blogger, and right. and so always experimenting. So the kids became very good eaters because they were constantly being challenged to try a new recipe, and that was kind of exciting, right? That they would be part of it, you know, give me their opinion. It might end up in the book. So they, from an early age, were pretty good eaters. Josh, the older one, was the best eater. And then the little brother, Simon, who had the potential, I think, to be picky, he would just follow Josh's lead. And he kind of caught right on to it. So we always had family meals. I'm not going to say that that we didn't, you know, the boys didn't fight and have sibling rivalry. But that, that was sort of an ongoing challenge. It is for most parents. Um, so, yeah, so we just did the family thing. Yeah, and and even now, that. Tim always, he, he'll text me or call um, I'll be home at six. Should we have dinner at seven? Like, you know, it's just, it's a habit. Yep. Yeah. Love to eat as a family. I, I agree. And in, even I do too. And I talk about it on my blog as well, that it's really important that you do take that time to eat together. And, and it's, it's a bonding time more than anything else. We talk about our days because I don't see you for several hours. And if we didn't have that time together, then it, it just feels very disjointed in the relationship. Yeah, I, it was interesting. I had surveyed my my online community about a, um, six seven months ago, and one of and the question one of the questions I asked was what are your fondest memories of a family meal time when you were growing up, and one of the moms in the community emailed back and she said that she had such fond memories eating family meals growing up that when she got married, and she and her husband moved into their apartment, the first thing she bought was a dining room table so she could have family meals with her husband. Before, yep. you know, pre-kids. And I love that story. It's a great story. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So the, I would say like the, the top three things that couples should get when they move in together. I say you want to get a, a table that you're eating at, a good couch, because that's where you're going to probably spend the time that you're not eating at the table, and a really good mattress. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would also say that um, for family meals to work well. I think it's got to be an informal setting, right? So we have a nice setup where we have an eat-in kitchen. And so it, it sort of had a relaxed feel, if it, you know, which was very different from when I grew up. I grew up in a more fam, in a more formal setting where it had a dining room and, you know, we had to go in the dining room and the dining room table had to be set. And it was, it was nice, but it, it, it just always added that a little edge. And I don't think you need that edge. It's nice to be able to sit down and relax with the, the kids and, have a great meal and chat about what happened during the day. Absolutely. And every now and then for fun, like right now, it's just the two of us in our home and we typically eat at our more casual table. But every now and then you like to have like a really nice dinner at the dining room table and kind of have like almost like a restaurant type experience. Are you talking to me yes. specifically? Yes. I, <laughs> that I, I don't know that that's something that uh, that I push for often. It's usually when people come over. I can't think of the last time you and I sat at the dining room table, just the two of us. I think what back when we lived in our other place and it was a little, little smaller, you, okay. you got way more excited when we were eating at the dining room table because I think I, it was just more space. And Yeah, probably more space. Yeah, I, I, that was like special occasions. I can remember like a Valentine's Day dinner at, at um, but just the two of us at that table. But beyond that, I can't really remember a whole lot else. But it probably would have felt like a, a special occasion if it actually happened. 
<laughs> it's extra special because it happens so infrequently. I believe it happened. But here's the other bonus. You get to use the china that you registered for when you got married that you find yourself not using. And I love my china. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we sit at that table. And my dining room table is a hand-me-down from my Nana, who, if she was still alive, would be 116. Wow. Maybe? Yeah, she was born in 1902, yeah, 1903. Yeah. So I love, I treasure her stuff. I treasure anything from my grandmother's because it's old and it just has a great feel to it. And, and um, we have this antique silverware that his mom, Tim's mom and dad, bought us as a wedding gift. And it's it's just some of the some of the forks and some of the um, spoons are date back to like the 1700s. Wow. It's, it's yeah. so cool. Like who ate with this stuff, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I see I I have a love hate with using like our china and our nice silverware because I'm like, oh now I have to wash it and polish it and like put it all away. <laughs> I'm like and then like when we have family over, I'm like, really nice china dinnerware so we can just throw it away after. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what our silverware from our wedding registry looks like. Yeah, I've never seen you, it. You got to break it out. Break it out tonight and send us a photo. We don't have any because that also was uh, oh, hand me down from from my grandparents. Ah. Our our whole dining room set also came from my grandparents. Mm, that's great. That explains it. Like heavy hardwood table, this break front that was the worst thing in the world to move, <laughs> and it was it was awesome. Um, Tim, so I'm curious. So you you met this awesome dietitian, and you find out she's a blogger and a cookbook author. Were you like? just over the moon you just you scored like the best find <laughs> in the world i well i i will admit love at first sight without question <laughs> i would i would look we, we go back to the the nightclub i was being set up with another girl remember that and i was with another guy and she was with another guy and i'm like well i'm not interested in her but that girl over there looks pretty cute oh you're <laughs> scandalous sweet. i wonder if they wound up t- did they wind up together <laughs> no actually they did not oh. they did not no Yes, so, it's a scandal. But I was I was a journalist. Oh. You know, I was working at CNN. I, I was freelancing. So, you know, I was one of the first dietitians to blog and to have a podcast back in 2007, 2008. And uh, but prior to that, no, I was that just was freelancing, of, right. doing a ton of stuff. You were you were doing your own documentaries and freelancing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of educational videos. Yeah. yeah, I was doing a mishmash of things. But right. but I was always a foodie because my mother was a home ec teacher when they used to have home economics in elementary school. She went to NYU, New York University, studied home ec. She was a great home cook. She still is. Simple. Her cooking is really simple, but it's so good. And my dad is not a cook. So, you know, meat and potatoes kind of guy and always with a couple of veggies. So we grew up eating really healthfully and I hung out at her apron strings. My sisters did not, but I did. So I learned how to cook just from hanging out with her observing, helping. And uh, it was just comfortable. You know, being in the kitchen is comfortable. So so there is another story here, though, you know, to answer the question, right? So when we first got married, you know, you were this very successful you know, reporter and you were a dietitian, but you were also, you know, we believed in sharing everything. So that would mean, remember, I don't know if you remember this, but one night you would cook, one night I would cook. I have no memory. Oh yeah, of this. absolutely. Really? Well, we lived in our apartment, and what? that was the way you said that I don't. I'm not cooking every night. Really? And you, you didn't want to follow that stereotypical. So housewife. what did you make? Well, that, I think so. We went on like that for about six months, and then at the same time, you were starting your own business. And of course, I was like, "All right, you've got to do your books. You've got to do all your, you know, your bookkeeping and, and everything." And, and that wasn't that's something. That's when I started to bounce checks. That's when things weren't going so well in that department. And then every other day, the food wasn't so good when I was cooking. So your mother sat us down and said, "Listen, Liz, <laughs> you cook. Tim." You do the books. Oh, gosh. I, I must have such selective memory. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just remember the and pasta boy, with the cold water took, over it. That took a lot of stress out of the relationship, right? So we, we, had good, we had good cooking and we never bounced checks. Oh, I was bouncing checks <laughs> left and right. Oh, my gosh. That I do remember. Dark I, times, people. Dark I have, times. I have not done that in my business. I can't. You can't prove that by me. I, 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 can, prove, I can prove that I have not. No, and look, and let's just be 
it wasn't because there wasn't it was just lizzie wasn't doing what she needed to be doing right i mean it was just you didn't like doing that stuff. oh i right? don't like that. yeah i'm not i am so bad at that kind of stuff you've never paid a bill since right? thankfully no i have not i don't i don't i don't get to see the books for the uh for the business no because i hire someone else to do that for me ah <laughs> uh, there you go best there you go that was one of the best presents i got myself last year was a bookkeeper so anyone mm-hmm. else that has their own business just do that unless you have someone at home do the books while you cook mm-hmm. thanks for that my advice by my advice for a happy relationship is specialization is a good thing I agree. It's good to know the roles and responsibilities of who who can be doing what, because definitely uh, not everyone excels at everything. And it's nice. And, you know, like we'll joke like I'm like, he's like, why don't you ever mow the lawn? I'm like, that's mental. Uh. <laughs> right. OK, yeah. so like. This is the thing, right? I can do all the things that women can t- traditionally do, right? So I can do the, I can cook. Last night I made a hell of a dinner. Uh, dinner. And uh, I, I can clean, although it's not my favorite thing to do. I can, I can I do laundry. I'm doing laundry right now, right? But like, all I ask is one, once in a while, mow the lawn. And like anything that's traditionally the male role, she won't touch it. She won't come close to it. Nope. Emergency want- situation. Nope. She's um, useless. My, I want you to mow my- the lawn kill the bugs and um, get rid of any mice that occasionally <laughs> pop into the house. I haven't one have the garbage. That, that I will do time. garbage. I, do I garbage. will put garbage out. I will not. I have never mowed a lawn. I don't want to ever mow a lawn. Although I will say our neighbors, Diane mows the lawn. Yeah, Sarah Diane mows puts the all lawn. The, um, bums to shame. Yeah, yeah. No, Sarah mows her lawn. So there are ladies in the neighborhood who mow. Yep. But, but I do think divide and conquer, and I don't do dinner dishes if I don't have to, because Tim and the boys, when the boys are here, they, uh, they, we always clean. Yeah, they do the dishes. So I did all the shopping and the prep, and, you know, Simon will help cook. Josh, no. Josh is the Mr. Wall Street. He's like, oh, hire people to cook for me. I'm never going to cook. <laughs> Simon is a good cook. He helps. Mm. But, yeah, they do the dishes, which is great. So you just opened up another conversation channel there, which was shopping for food, which ever since I have been married has been a nightmare. Yeah. Well, so if I give Tim a list, all right, this is what I remember. I remember being pregnant. I give Tim a list because I'm craving pineapple and Granny Smith apples. Like you've got to go grocery shop. I need, oh, and marshmallows. I must make Rice Krispie treats immediately. Go. So off he goes to the supermarket and I wanted tuna fish for whatever reason. And he comes back and the tuna, it was not the solid white albacore. It was the chunk light. And when you're pregnant, you don't want to be smelling the chunk light tuna. I flipped. Anyway, so. Well, I, that's the tip of the iceberg, though. I, I, couldn't, can't I can't go to the supermarket it. and buy anything. No. It's, it's just blow I'm, it every I'm scared time. to buy anything <laughs> blow because it. I bring it back home. <laughs> you look at the label and it's like, what were you thinking? Oh, my gosh. I'll and get I, something that's got like aspartame. I, I just wanted 100% fruit juice. What is this? You know, like, what are you yeah. buying? Yeah, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get a I'll get a list and it'll say something like grapes. OK, so like, you know, we're like apples. And I'll be like, how many apples should it be? Like uh, th- anything that comes in like quantities, like, uh, oh, lunch meats and cheeses and things like that. I'll just yep. get lunch meat. Like that'll be the lunch this, meat's always a pound, cheese always a quarter pound. No, we've never had that conversation okay. before. And, <laughs> and, and like, but like, there's other things to like. Well, some of it's common sense. Like, if you're gonna buy apples, like buy like like a week's worth. Like, don't buy like, and don't buy like one because. Well, I know when it's that. plural is at least two, but I'm like, do we want ten apples? Like, how many apples am I buying here? Right, Mandy. Oh my so gosh, I get, I get, I get no. And I, like, I, I have feel no your pain. I feel your pain. I know yeah. exactly. No, what you're but talking here's about. here's my idea. Mandy and Taco need to come up with the couples shopping list because I have a shopping list on my website. It's a free download, printable, and it's aisle by aisle. But guys need a lot of detail, like specifics. You can't say a can of tuna. You need to give ounces. Is it in water? Is it in oil? What kind of tuna? Pictures of the details. Yes. Uh, yes. Th- no, that's a good one. So like canned uh, to- tomatoes, right? Like it'll be like canned tomatoes. Okay. How many cans of like. <laughs> and how like, many ounces? How many ounces? Well, like dice, what are we using dice. this for? Like uh, she has an idea in her head of like how this all this comes together. And I'm like, this is just raw ingredients to me. And I have no, I- no perspective of like what it's no. being used for. I have no idea. 
I, he, I totally get he it. He needs details, buying, Mandy. Buying a tomato for Liz oh, is no, one of the no, most torturous no, things you no. could ever have to okay. do. Okay, so now, now, now you've opened up a wound and salt it's was just, just poured right into it. It's, so it's, 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 I think we probably came as close as we've ever done to, to divorce. Oh, no, well, number one, it's called a tomato. And so the tomato, he will buy, all right, it's August. The tomatoes are fabulous in New England, right? Vine ripened, gorgeous, heirloom, bring them on. He goes to the store and he will come home. You know where I'm going with this with like some horribly mealy hothouse tomato. Why? Why? Oh, and then he puts it in the refrigerator, which kills a tomato. That's like murder, right? Death. Mandy's Death a tomato by killer. Refrigeration. Do you put tomatoes in the refrigerator? No, no I do not. <laughs> after Look, they've been you guys, after they've been sliced after they've been sliced I I do but yes you know yes, again my, yeah. my grand my grandfather was a toma- was a farmer he farmed tomatoes here in Jersey my mom that's how you like she left them out to ripen them but then once they were sliced she always put them in the fridge yeah when they're sliced you have to f- refrigerate but but once you you know otherwise you know right you have tasted a gorgeous fine so, ripened tomato you uh, know. I don't send you to the auto parts store to buy oil. I shouldn't be sent to the supermarket to buy oil. I will buy there's, oil there's, any day. No, because there's like five different types and you wouldn't know which one to get. <laughs> yeah. We're I stereotyping mean, ourselves here. And by the way, I mean, I probably send you to the store to get things maybe like four times a year, if that, because I realize where your strengths and weaknesses are. Now we we have gotten onto I don't know if if you um, use uh, uh, was any any list which is an app. So that's been somewhat helpful to help with the communication because it automatically updates. So once you had finally accepted the request to join me on on any list, you can update it. Um, you can put quantities on it. Very helpful. Which is very helpful. And it uh, does organize by aisle because that was another problem because I always write my grocery list just stream of consciousness or as oh, things run oh. out. Oh, yeah. That's a pet peeve of Tim's. And it has then, to be uh, aisle by aisle. Of, of right. course. Yeah, you want to get in and out as fast as possible. Yeah. I'd be grocery shopping, get to one end, be like, oh, man, I have to go back to the produce section. And imagine being the person who receives the list and doesn't have your stream of consciousness. I'm all over the store. I had spent two hours in there getting four things. We need a hidden camera. We need we need a GoPro on your head. We want to see. Well, I want to see this in action. Yeah. Well, I just as we were talking about it, I pulled up our any list to see what was actually on the grocery list, and we have things like breadcrumbs and oregano and black pepper. So, like those are things that you know. Okay, fine. You buy one jar. So there's no. There are no quantities by the way. And when there are things that should, there are, when there are things that should be in quantities, it's seldom used. So the fact that that's a feature is a moot point, really. Because I'm usually the one that goes shopping, so I don't, I don't update it for you. So yeah, so grocery shopping is definitely not everyone's strong point. I'm not saying it's not every man's strong point. It's just not everyone's strong point. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even the, the list writing can always use some some improvements and some skills with that as well. I like the divide and conquer though. That has really worked well when we're in, in the life. Supermarket together. No, in general. Oh. oh, oh, in the supermarket together, we do well. Yeah, we're two crazy people running wildly through the, the market, and we get a lot accomplished because Tim's got to get in and out quickly. Yeah, quickly. I'm like the advanced party. I get sent off to do certain things, and then I can come back and find you. Right. I like that. I yeah. like that. Like one thing at a time. Go get a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. Go, right. chunky. Go. <laughs> Go, boy, go. I go as far, like, whatever's on the furthest end of the store, I'm like, okay, and it's usually, like, the dairy and eggs and stuff. I'm like, okay, what do we need from that section? I'll go get that while you run around produce yeah. and do whatever whatever you need to do there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a little less overwhelming. One department at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, Tim, I wanted to ask you, well, a couple of things I wanted to ask you. I know um, that you, you're you much more pescatarian now, so I want to ask kind of what led to that. But I was listening to one a couple of his episodes recently and um we have something in common which is a love of fish tacos Ooh, yeah love love fish tacos sunday yeah okay. well sunday we made night. for a little while we had fish tacos as a tradition on sundays and and we'd have we'd have all sorts of fun making them mm-hmm. and the boys would get into it with all the ingredients and you know we'd kind experiment. of build your own yeah it was mm-hmm. awesome fun so um 
yeah, I sort of fell into the love of fish tacos after becoming a pescatarian. And, you know, to answer your question, how did I get into that? Um, probably about eight years ago. And, uh, you know, I was, I had some minor digestive issues that I was trying to figure out and, and Lizzie was helping me and I was going to see my GP trying to figure, you know, we were eliminating certain food groups and we stopped drinking wine. We we're trying a whole bunch of things. And then I was off visiting a friend who was actually struggling with a, a, a tough disease and, and he had switched to full blown vegetarianism. Vegan. Vegan. He was yeah. a vegan. He, and, he, and he sort of said, well, Tim, why don't you try cutting out meat? And, uh, See how your gut feels, yeah. right? So, so I and I sort of did it in somewhat solidarity towards him because he was he was struggling. Um, he, he was actually suffering from cancer at the time, and and good story there. He survived, so that's a happy ending. Um, but I never turned back, and uh, I decided to keep fish, and it was a struggle for about three months. You know, I craved a lot of those meats, but you felt better. Oh yeah, after about three months, I'm you know I feel like I'm. Uh, I, I definitely think it's been a positive move for me. He just couldn't digest meat and, and poultry for, we we don't know why, I can eat it just fine, but yeah. it just didn't agree with him. And once he cut it out and went the fish route and lots of fiber and vegetables, he felt great. Yeah, and then the fish tacos came along. I, I, <laughs> so now I sort of feel like I'm like, you know, an expert on fish tacos because wherever I go, if they've got fish tacos on the menu, that's the thing that I get. <laughs> So what's your what's your favorite uh, fish for a fish taco? Uh, I, well, tilapia is a great fish for fish tacos. It's a white fish. It's light, um, and you know it, it it doesn't take too long to prepare, and uh, it's not too heavy. And it, so that's that's what I guess that's one of my. And I've actually had salmon recently. Salmon in uh, fish tacos. It's very rich, but it, that, that's mm. got lots of strong, fun flavor. And then uh, we've done uh, oyster tacos. But not Ooh. at home, but, yeah. but at a restaurant. Those are really oh good. Oh, my gosh. They're yeah. so good. But you know what I do for the tilapia? So it's an, um, an Alton Brown recipe where you just uh, puree up cilantro, lime juice. I think there's some cumin, mm. tequila, um, lime zest. And probably a little garlic, salt, and pepper. And then you just sort of marinate the fish in that, not for too long, and then just bake it. And it is so delicious. And we love cilantro. Oh, yeah. It's very polarizing, right? Yeah. All, all four of us in the family love cilantro. So tons of cilantro. That's good. Tonight. That's good. Everyone yeah. likes it. I like it. My mother hates yeah. it. So I always have to be cautious of either not making a recipe or I have to like add it in later because she's one of those mm -hmm. people that just freaks out. Well, yeah, it tastes like soap yes. for some people. Yeah, there's a there's a gene that people have that it causes that that soap taste instead. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that we're all in the uh, don't have that gene. Pro cilantro. Cilantro is the pro cilantro. I want to know why taco is called taco. <laughs> that is yeah. that is a secret that will be revealed on uh, another another time another place. Well, oh. Future episode. Yeah. Which episode? Yeah. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it after we're done recording for this uh, for this episode. Will you tell us your real name? Sure. Oh, what yes. It? It, yeah, I'll tell you that afterwards, too. No, I, it's Joe. Your name's Joe. Yeah. Hey, Joe. So uh, every like the bottom line for why I need a nickname is because basically everywhere I've ever gone in my entire life, I'm one of two or three Joes. So, you know, even in college, you know, my my uh, dorm, the hall in that hallway, I think there were four or five Joes. None of us went by Joe. We all had nicknames from Pseudonym. You know, whatever so mm -hmm. even if it was just somebody's last name um so anyway that's that's the that's the reason why a nickname is needed and then like okay if i introduce myself as joe nobody remembers my name right or i get john or something like that so so people will all always mess it up right but you know so when you introduce yourself as taco nobody forgets that and it's a food name. So I'm sure when Mandy met you online, she's like, oh, your name's Taco. Really? What well, this kind was of before her, This was before her uh, uh, dietitian life. Before I was a dietitian. And I thought it was super weird. He's like, I remember we, we met and we talked for two hours and never asked names or anything. So as we're like swapping cell phone numbers and he's like, oh, my name's Joe, but my friends call me Taco. I'm like, we'll come back to that another time <laughs> but even even to this day i'm i'm the 
only person in the world other than your coworkers who are in the dark uh, who doesn't <laughs> call you taco. And what is funny because all his friends are so used to taco, taco, taco. We'll be with a group of people and I'll say something like, oh, yeah, Joe and I did this. And they're like, who's Joe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you let us know when you have the big reveal. Yeah. You see, this is how you're going to keep people listening every week to your oh, podcast yeah. because they're on the edge of their seats waiting for the big reveal. Is this the week? Is this the week? Yeah, just stringing them, stringing them along. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to we're going to hold out on that one for as long as, as possible. I think you should. I, I agree. But in the meantime, we'll just keep eating our eating some good fish tacos. Um, so, Liz, <laughs> does that mean that all the meals that you prepare at home are all fish or pescatarian friendly? Ah, well, when Tim became a pescatarian, it did add a little monkey wrench into the meal prep routine. So what I typically do, the boys love fish, and they don't eat shellfish because they both are allergic, sadly. I'm like really allergic. So we do a lot of salmon, and we'll do, you know, mild white fish, but they, they love salmon. So we're very lucky. We all love salmon. But a lot of times what I might do is one meal two ways. So if I'm making a big lasagna... I might saute up some ground beef and put that in half the lasagna, or I'll use lots of mushrooms so that the boys have that sort of meaty feel to it. You know, I have two grown boys. They, they eat a ton of food. I always joke that after they eat dinner, they say, what's for dinner? <laughs> like, you just ate dinner. So they have huge appetites. So you just cannot satisfy them. They are bottomless pits. But um, so we do a lot of vegetarian we do a lot of pescatarian. And then when we have meat, Tim just doesn't have the meat. You know, it's, it's worked out really well. I might buy a rotisserie chicken. So the boys have that because yeah. they're going to eat more than us anyway. So we just kind of load that on the I plate. I think you've only sworn a couple of times about having to make food for me because I'm a vegetarian. Sometimes it's yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and I actually I like beef. I don't eat a ton of it. And I like rotisserie chicken. I like grilled chicken. But, you know, we, you know, we've adapted. But I love seafood. So yeah. I'm not complaining. Right. Yeah. We're, so in our house, so I don't, I don't eat beef or pork. I just I never really liked it. So it's not really something I prepare very, very often. So most of the stuff we have is either chicken or, or fish recipes. And then then it becomes a little bit of a treat when we go out and you decide to order something that is more of the traditional meat based but kind of similar to that i uh, i remember writing about this a couple of years ago on my, my blog i had to do a yoga training a couple of years ago where i wanted to do yoga training and as part of the training we were required to be vegan and they said you <laughs> okay. know the month or so leading up to it start transitioning to a vegan diet so and at the time i think i was i was either still in school or maybe had it was maybe in my first year as a dietitian so i was like all right let me let me try this you know it's nice to kind of see what this whole vegan thing is all about. And, but I wasn't going to take him down with me. So a lot of it was learning about making meals that were trying to be as cohesive as possible. So we were still having the same vegetables, the same side dishes, but I was preparing the proteins, like two different proteins, but trying to even prepare the proteins the same way. So if if I was using a, a marinade or a seasoning or something, still trying to keep the meal somewhat cohesive, even if you were having chicken and I was having a big hunk of tempa or something. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Well, you know, and I think a vegan diet can be a challenge once you get the hang of it. I mean, Sharon Palmer, the plant-powered dietitian, I eat out with her. I see her at conferences. She always manages to order something off the menu and she's happy as a clam. So, and she's a great cook. So it works out. It, It absolutely does. My biggest learning from it is that it's it's not that it's hard to do, but it can definitely be challenging, especially in social situations or when we were going out and we're trying to pick restaurants that were vegan friendly or I had to order like the one vegan item on the menu. So you'll notice like vegans have a lot of vegan friends because <laughs> and I, I don't like to say like misery likes company because it's not miserable at all. It's very delicious, but it's a certain mindset of people, you know, being more open to trying more, more these fully plant-based meals that for some people can be a little scary and intimidating, I guess. And then they could all go to the same restaurant and happily, you know, there's many choices. I I know when I go out with Sharon, she says, let me just call that restaurant first and make sure they can accommodate. She'll look at the menu online. So it takes a little bit more research, but it it works out. Yep. 
and we know vegans and vegetarians are very healthy. So. Absolutely. And, and here's Tim, living proof. He feels so much better. He feels good. Yeah, and I, I often say too, like when when Joe, when Taco's traveling, is that's when I kind of like tend to eat more of like the vegetarian vegan and like I'll I'll make more vegetarian meals at home or vegan meals at home or I'll treat myself to the vegan restaurant because I know I can and I'm not disappointing or making you sad in in exchange. I, you know, we've been to some pretty good vegan restaurants that even I'm like, wow, this food's fantastic. I think where where as a non-vegan eater or somebody who really uh, it that just doesn't appeal to me, uh, what I get what I get disappointed by is when you present not you but like when something is presented as an alternative to something else and it tries to be that thing that I know and love that it's like an imposter right so like I don't even like turkey chili that much right because like I I'm a believer that chili is like ground meat and I think you know when when you make chili um, it tends to be the turkey version so that's what I have most often I guess but like you know within the vegan restaurant you're gonna present like here's something that's like a hamburger or like meat or like like chicken and I, I just can't get down with that <laughs> so if you're gonna go vegan you want to be creative and inventive yeah, and just right. go out, outside of the box I was just looking like, through a cookbook today that I have that's a vegan vegetarian slash vegan book and it was so gorgeous and and all the recipes in there were so inventive mm. so I think it can really open the door to a lot of great you know trying new foods and experimenting and new flavors and tons of herbs so it was you uh, do a great veggie chili I make a very good vegetarian yeah. chili. I mean, canned beans. Yeah. Hello. It's yeah. like my favorite food. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely I like when they're much more when it's creative and like like Joe said, like they're not trying to be what <laughs> what it's not. OK, so you have some some grown boys and eventually they they may not all be at home. So how are you guys adapting to empty nester lifestyle? Well, that was that took a while. Right. I mean, for three months, you you kind of like well, the house felt big and empty and it was like, but now it's like when they come home, it's like, when are you guys leaving? <laughs> You're mean. You're so horrible no. and mean. So, well, it's funny because we eat everything now very much more last minute. Although, you know, we still say, oh, we're going to eat at seven tonight, but it's more last minute. We can eat uh, out of a bowl. We do bowl oh, meals. I love eating out of so, a bowl. So like our bowl meals now, because the Buddha bowls, you know, they're super trendy. We love it. We'll do hard-boiled eggs. We'll do greens. We, we'll do veggies. We'll do avocado. We'll do grains, beans. Just throw it all in. We throw it all in. Yeah. And I think the, the boys would be happy eating that way, too. Yeah. Josh, maybe not so much. The older one, he's much more of a meat and potatoes kind of and, guy. And, and for the last two or three years when they were here, dinners became a little bit of a social challenge, let's say. Because they were constantly... Well, there was a lot of Fighting. testosterone at the mm. table. and <laughs> Including you, know, you. Well, for sure, right? I mean, so the guy talk got pretty heavy, and you weren't too happy about that. No. So no. in some respects, you were probably pretty happy to see them uh, well, move you know, to the next phases of the Well, house. it's interesting because Simon is doing a gap year, so he comes and goes. And, and a few weeks ago, we were talking about family meal time, and he said... I really miss family meal time just because Josh isn't at our table. He lives in New York. He has a job. He's on his own. So they like that comfort, yeah. Yeah, you know, of sitting yeah. together. Great memories. Yeah, yeah. And lingering over the meal. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for us now, it's much more casual. I'd say it's very much more plant-based. And, and, and because the boys aren't always here, we can do things like shrimp. I love That's frozen right. shrimp. Uh, we'll cook that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, so, but but we do still sit down to eat, you know. Oh yeah, we do. Absolutely, we sit down to dinner. It's, so the the short answer to the question is things are going great. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any bowl recipes that you can share, and we'll we'll put it in the show notes? Ooh, um, I'll follow up with you. You know, it, it, I've got some recipes, but I will say that. We tend to, oh, I have a really great one, like a Tuscan tuna bowl with canned tuna. I, I, I can do the chunk light now or um, I can because I'm not pregnant. Not pregnant. But yeah. So I'm, I'm with you, Liz, on the tuna thing. It's got to be it's got to be the solid way to albacore for me. I've never been pregnant and uh, and I don't like the, <laughs> the, the, the chunk light is not the way to go. <laughs> Although I do love the Italian brand where it's an olive oil and it's got a little more, you know, it, it is much fishier, let's face it. But it's to me, a bowl meal is really all about pairing a grain. And it's great if you have leftovers, a grain, um, a, 
um, beans uh, or lentils, a protein. Maybe it's it's fish, it's chicken, what, hard whatever. Egg. Hard boiled egg. We love, love, love hard boiled eggs. And avocado, must have avocado. So we tend to do a lot of that. And I think, you know, with food waste is a huge issue and we all talk about it a lot now, thankfully, but it's a great way to get leftovers. Oh, mm. let's kind of rework that thing and, you know, throw it in a bowl. So we do joke that we eat bowl yeah. meals now all the yeah. time. I even said to you, we need more bowls. We do. <laughs> so listen to him. What would you say is the one or biggest piece of advice that you would give to couples out there when it comes to just learning how to adapt together to eating lifestyles? You want to go first? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Biggest piece of advice, adapting. I, I, I would probably say, well, like I said it before, the divide and conquer. Figure out what you're good at and then divide it up. You have to be fair about it. Like if you're the one cooking, the other person should be the one cleaning. You got to be fair. You can't just be sitting there, you know, watching TV when the other person's scrambling around the kitchen. So keep it fair and then just be open minded, you know, try new foods. I hear from a lot of moms who will say that the spouse, the partner is the picky one, which is holding the family back from eating a variety of healthy foods because the husband's picky, for example. Yeah. And I hear that surprisingly all the time. Uh, we were talking about this the other night, weren't we? With, about the whole family meal together mm -hmm. thing. And... You know, I, I was saying that it, it's more than just the food. So my advice would be recognize that it's an opportunity to spend time together with your spouse, time together with your kids. And it's and it's really a lot more than just food. And it's a great opportunity. Don't don't miss that opportunity. And when you know, when we look back on, the you know, the 22 years we had Josh here, I mean, well, think of all that time we spent together mm -hmm. around food. It was, mm -hmm. it was awesome. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I, I come out with that every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah, both of those are, are really great pieces of advice. Well, I, listen, Tim, I thank you guys so much for taking the time to chat with us today. This was a lot of fun getting to learn all about you. And, and now I am just begging to see a picture of Tim in his leather pants and... <laughs> And tank top. I unfortunately don't have those pictures, but I do have some wonderful pictures that um, Liz has shared that I'm going to be putting up on the show notes of these two lovebirds at their wedding. Oh, that was a good day. So if you, want to, day. if you want to see Liz Weiss and Tim at their uh, wedding, definitely pop over to, to the show notes to check that out. And I will definitely say, though, things get better with age because you guys look fantastic as well in, in the uh, in the current picture from your from your recent trip to Nantucket. Well, thank you. Of course, thank we you. don't have the video now and um, which is too bad because it's really been fun watching you guys. <laughs> so next time, hopefully we'll have a next time. Yeah, I would love to love to. Absolutely. So um, as we get ready to, to send people off into their rest of their lives, um, Liz, why don't you tell us a little bit about where we can find you and hear more about you? I have a website, lizshealthytable.com, and I have a blog filled with recipes. And I have a podcast, which Mandy and I have talked about because, you know, I know you wanted to start a show. And I, I had a show called Cooking with the Moms, which launched in 2008. And we had almost 300 episodes. And that show was um, revamped and rebranded to Liz's Healthy Table in May. And so it's been almost a year. So the show is really, I always have a guest and I oftentimes will have a cookbook author on or a fellow dietitian or a chef. And we, it's very food focused. So it's very recipe driven. We talk a lot about different recipes. And um, so, yeah, so Liz's Healthy Table is a podcast. So I hope people will subscribe and tune in. And um, and then I do a lot of talks to professional groups and consumer groups. And family mealtime is kind of the, the topic that I love to talk about the most. So thanks for asking me all the, the questions that relate to the topic that is near and dear to my heart. I have to. And, and a quick plug for Liz's podcast. Um, I, it is like the best and the worst podcast that you can listen to on your drive home because... 
you talk about food. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. (laughs) But it has provided some fantastic inspiration for what I want to make for for dinner that night or that week. So I I thank you for for always having this great inspiration. You always put a a recipe uh, based on whoever you're talking to that week. So it's really helpful to now see that amazing meal that you guys were just talking about for five minutes. And um, just really a, a wonderful podcast. So if you like food or like talking about food, definitely check out Liz's Healthy Table podcast. And I know you have a podcast posse Facebook group, which I just am so angry that you took that name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a closed group on Facebook. And so people are, you know, they can join. They're always the first to know and, uh, you know, what's going on. And, And also the other cool thing about the group is that I'll say, hey, I have Ellie Krieger from uh, Ellie's Real Good Food. She's a TV show host and a cookbook author. She's going to be a guest on my show this week. Do you have any questions for Ellie? And then and people will type in their questions. And then they, they you know, I, I ask Ellie or whoever the guest is, they answer the question live. I have Melissa Clark coming up. She's an instant pot expert, the electric pressure cooker. She's with the New York Times. So I'll throw it out to the posse. If you have questions for Melissa, let me know. So it's it's a, it's a great little community there. So if anybody wants to join, head on over. I'll let you in. Awesome. I'm, I'll include a link to that on the show notes as well. So people can just click and join and be part of the posse. So Liz, uh, where else can we find you in the social media world? So Liz Weiss uh, um, on Twitter, Liz Weiss on Instagram. Liz's Healthy Table on Facebook, and then, of course, the podcast Posse. And I'm on Pinterest and on and YouTube. So people can find me. I'm out there. Been there for a while. And I'm not going away anytime soon. She's not. She's not. So quick story. I was at my doctor probably about a, a year ago. I was at my doctor, and they have one of those Accent Health TVs on. Mm-hmm. And you popped on doing, I think, a recipe of some sort. Yes. I worked for them for many years. I, I think I did over 50 cooking videos, meal makeover cooking videos, and they ran in doctor's offices around the country. So you're not the first to tell me you were in the waiting room and, and you're like, I hear a familiar voice. Wait a second. There's Liz. So that was a really fun. You know, I've done so many things during my career and that I did for several years. And that was a great project. Well, I, I haven't been to the doctor's office and heard your voice there, but I just popped onto your Instagram and I'm looking at your macaroni minestrone uh, recipe. Mm. That looks pretty good. Yeah, I love that recipe. Yeah, you, you can try to, you, you should try to replicate. Or you can make it. Okay. It's easy. Canned beans, easy recipe. <laughs> love it. Well, again, Tim and Liz, thank you both so much for joining us, telling your stories. I feel like we just scratched the surface and I, I feel like we're going to maybe have to have you back on sometime and, and talk more. Well, we're coming down to the Jersey Shore to hang with you guys. GTL. GTL. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it won't be in the Trans Am. We'll we'll find one for you. All right. Well, (laughs) I I miss that car. (laughs) I want you to start getting those fist pumping arms in shape. It's only a couple months. Where are we? Two months? It's about two, three three months. Two, three months until (laughs) Memorial Day weekend or MDW, as we call it down here. That is hilarious. MDW. GTL. GTL. Jim Tan Laundry. Right. Exactly. I got two of those three. I, I, you can't tan in the in February in New Jersey. Well, I mean you can. Oh but, you, you go with yeah, those funny. scary beds, but we, we don't we don't get into that. We're like the most. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let the venues <laughs> we'll, do. We, we need to thing. visit. It'll be a cultural experience, Tim. That's we right. should visit them in yeah. Jersey. It is. We we'll get you guys out on the paddle boards doing some yoga. It'll be all good. Oh, I love that. I want to do it. Let's go. All right. Our, we have an open house. We have an open door policy. So you guys, come on down. Yay. We will. We'll show you guys a good time at the Jersey Shore. (laughs) All right. Thank Thank you you guys so much. Thanks, you guys. It was really fun. Bye. Bye. Wow. Um, All I can say is I don't think I've laughed that hard during an interview. As you heard Liz ask, she really wants to know why taco is called taco. And I'm sure many of you do as well. Well, you can head on over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials and become a show supporter. You'll get access to our VIP after-party Facebook group, supporter-only contests and giveaways, access to monthly Ask a Dietitian Facebook Lives, discounts, and a whole lot more. You can also get uh, Patreon-only access to outtakes, polls, and other ways that we can get to learn a little bit more about you, our listeners. So when we reach our first goal of show patrons, we are going to reveal why Taco is in fact called Taco. Don't be disappointed. Don't be don't be left out.
don't be disappointed that you didn't um, come to uh, the Patreon site and find out the mystery behind the man. Yeah, you want to be part of the solution of the, the big mystery around Taco. That's right. And you can become a show supporter VIP today over at patreon.com slash nutritionnuptials. If you have questions or ideas for any upcoming podcast episodes, make sure to email us at podcast at nutritionnuptials.com. As always, we love hearing a little bit from our show supporters. So if you are enjoying the show, first and foremost, you can subscribe over at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere where you tend to listen to your podcast. And after you subscribe, we would love for you to take a moment to simply rate and leave us a review of the show. When you do that, it helps others find the show. And that means more couples that we are able to help out and more people that can get to uh, learn Taco and Mandy a little bit better while we share some stories about how other couples overcome their challenges and successes with getting together in their happy, healthy lifestyles. You can also head on over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials to become a show VIP. Well, make sure to tune in next week where we are going to be discussing some of the serious travel that Taco has been doing this past year, year and a half. Year and a half or so. Two years, yeah. Some serious travel that's been going on. And not only how that has impacted Taco's eating, exercise, uh, I'll say drinking habits as well. (laughs) Yeah, probably that too. Yeah, sure. But also what can happen when one of us, me, gets left behind. So what is it like when a couple travels a lot or maybe travel separately and how that can impact your health and habits and lifestyle? So make sure you tune in next week for another episode of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. Thank you again so much for tuning in. And as always, thanks for saying I do to your happily, healthfully ever after. Find out where in the world Taco has been. Adios, amigos.